0: Be part of an innovative fine arts community immersed in a top research university. Carnegie Mellon University's School of Music's world-class vocal department constantly works at the cutting edge of musical art forms. CMU performance faculty are creating projects that leverage musicians' skill sets in unique and applicable ways. Students are challenged to think outside the box as they engage with non-traditional performance spaces, collaboration with electronics, and improvisation, alongside a robust program of traditional studies, languages, recitals, and operas. To learn more about Carnegie Mellon University and to apply, visit the link in the show notes of this episode. So,
1: so, so lit.
2: This is So lit Songlit, a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. Where we reimagine the repertoire by introducing less familiar art songs through sound clips and lively discussion. I'm vocal coach Ellen Rissinger. I'm soprano Tony Marie Palmertree,
3: and I'm tenor Zachary Dean Smith.
0: Join us as we explore this exciting repertoire. Solid, solid, reimagining the repertoire. Our first living composer of the season is Jennifer Higdon. And what I love about her and what I love about Wikipedia (laughs) is getting to look up people's pedigree and to see who they studied with. This is a woman who studied composition under Ned Roram and George Crum, which is a really crazy compilation of composition
3: teachers. Yeah, that's quite a collection.
0: Right? (laughs) And can you imagine studying with George Crum? The pressure of that?
3: I mean, I felt enough pressure studying under you, Ellen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. You already got your A, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I mean but it had good results for her. I mean, she has been the winner of three Grammys. Most of us are lucky enough to get one in our life. I'm sorry, most bandages. of
0: us don't have one yet. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> yet yet. <laughs> there's
3: still time. There's still time. Yes. And on top of that, a uh Pulitzer that she won for working with uh the very talented violinist Hilary Hahn. Um, she wrote a uh violin concerto for her, which um was very well received and is harkens back to her time at uh, the Curtis Institute.
2: It's impressive to me because the league of American orchestras reports that she is one of America's most frequently performed composers. And as a woman composer, we know that that is incredibly difficult to do. We've mentioned about, you know, how many operas written by women have been performed at the Met and elsewhere. So, the fact that she's one of the most frequently performed composers is quite an achievement. She's been uh, commissioned by the Philadelphia Orchestra and, in fact, um, written a chamber opera for Philadelphia, uh, Opera Philadelphia, excuse me. She's also been commissioned by The Chicago Symphony, Atlanta Symphony, tons of others. I could go on and on. Um, But also for artists such as baritone uh, Thomas Hampson, pianist Yuya Wang, and Gary Grafman, violinist Nadia Salerno uh, Sonnenberg. Hopefully I said that correctly. Uh, Just on and on and on. Her first opera, Cold Mountain, won the most prestigious international opera award. Uh, in 2016, so that's just I skipped like a ton of other things, but what a <laughs>
3: list of achievements!
0: I mean, right? And and so because she has all these commissions, or maybe this is why she has all these commissions. If you look on Wikipedia, you can find her list of compositions, and it is extensive. This is a woman who is not much older than I am. We were born in the same decade, so now I'm going to shut up as to when she was born. <laughs> <laughs> Was 1962. Hey, wow, <laughs> there goes your A. <laughs> I know, I know. Now take that A back. But mm-hmm. she
3: just wrote concertos for like every instrument imaginable. It's yeah. her output is astounding.
0: Yeah, and this uh, she taught herself to play the flute, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating. So when she got to college and had not had all of the background training that most of us have as kids. In, you know, basic piano skills and basic harmony because of playing the piano, she had a lot of catching up to do, but... Obviously, she really did it.
3: And mm. it's, it's clear that the flute also played another important part in her life. As she has said in interviews, she was in marching band when she was in high school, which is actually where she met her partner, her longtime partner. So you can see the clear influence that music has had on her entire life, both personal and professional.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to songs, the first one we wanted to talk about was Lilac's. And what I love, again, about Wikipedia is it says she had some experience in percussion, which lends to rhythmic interest in her pieces. Mm -hmm. And if you look at my first two pages of Lilacs, I had to mark in the beats (laughs) everywhere because I could not figure out the rhythm. And I have to say, it's really not that hard. But
3: the way it's structured across the hands means they have to be incredibly independent.
0: And that's it. The, the hands are not doing the same thing. And so the rhythm is broken up in a way that, that makes you really think about it.
3: Playing back and forth between the two of them the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. So what does it feel like when the vocal line comes in, Zach?
3: It feels initially when you're first singing with it, you were like, where is the rhythm? What's happening in this piece? But then once you grab onto it, it feels very very natural. As a young singer, I will say when I see a piece without a uh, key signature, I start to get a little bit nervous. (laughs) But it still feels so uh, neo-romantic. And it feels very natural to sing in the way that she has written for the voice. It feels so nice in high voices. You're not straining most of the time. You're sitting in a very comfortable place. And when you can feel the way that that plays with the rhythmic piano, especially in this first piece, Lilacs, um, which is incidentally a setting of a text by Walt Whitman, another uh, famous queer uh, poet, just feels so... So locked in and nice
0: I love the the chordal structure of it too In the piano It is very rare that you get a whole lot of Basically parallel triads mm-hmm. So when you hear that in the piano It creates a thickness to it And then there's sort of a melody in the middle of it all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: When lilacs last in the dooryard bloomed, and the great starry doomed
3: in the western sky in the
0: night. Lilacs is, is a long song. I would say out of all the, of all the pieces that I bought off of her website, that was kind of the longest. There are a couple that are short and sweet and look very, I want to say, almost folk melody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even a little with a little tinge of MT, uh, something that feels very accessible to an American, like to home.
3: Mm-hmm. Again, we see those incredibly independent hands moving in opposite directions, but it manages to achieve a very different effect in this piece. It feels like, not to dive into too much purple prose it feels like two streams working together feeding into each other and making one unified whole and because the voice line is actually so simple it has an not quite a spoken quality but it does contribute to that idea of folk music as you said it feels natural and normal and not nearly as elevated as some other music
0: which i feel like it gives it an immediacy yeah. It gives it a like it gives you the sense of, or it gives the audience the sense that you're actually saying text to them rather than making a big musical gesture.
2: Yeah. you don't have to work hard to understand it, which is what makes it so amazing because it's very easily digestible by everyone.
1: Strings in sweet air the pines do sing
3: Lights of stars, my heart has
1: wings.
3: And part of why I think that it works so well is because it is a text by her, which again, more mm. queer composers setting texts, which is always delightful. And it feels so she knows exactly how the words she has written should set, which is always so nice to hear mm-hmm. um, when it's done well, like it is here.
0: Exactly. And I think Morning Opens has a, a sense of this, almost the same feeling. The the piano part is markedly different, but I feel like the vocal line is, is simple and, and familiar somehow.
2: Yeah, exactly. The Familiar is a great word to use because just looking at the title, I immediately hear the, the tune in my head. And I've not spent a ton of time on it. Like, it's just already there. Also, I noticed in both of these songs, it's almost as if like a guitar or uh, accessible instrument that people would use in folk tunes could be accompanying the singer here yeah. or they could be accompanying themselves. That's another reason why I, I like these. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, and, and as opposed to the two streams that we had in To Home, Morning Opens has, a, has honestly a, a very almost almost silent piano part we 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 play a little bit but we kind of hold chords most of the time Mm -hmm. which is also just a lovely moment to just let the singer just take everything over Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and i'm just underpinning
2: the morning opens like a flower from night i see the stars go to sleep
0: The fabulous thing about having a living composer Mm -hmm. is that all of her music is is available for purchase on her website. So I actually got this music off of her website just by ordering a bunch of different songs. If you go to her website, which we will have in the show notes, you can listen to clips of a few of the songs. The one at the top of the page, Bentley Roses, is vocal chamber music for mezzo-soprano flute and piano. So it's really nice to find these vocal chamber, chamber works as well because we it just creates a lot more interest in a recital. Mm-hmm. Goodness knows it's always fun to play with more people than just the two of us. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as far as level of singer, I think... I would say, with the exception of the first one, the Lilacs, Mm -hmm. I would say many of these would be accessible for a young singer as well. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. I think there's, uh, with the breadth of work that she's done, there's plenty of things to choose from for every single level of singer.
0: And for instrumentalists, if you know instrumentalists and you have an instrumentalist in your life, send them to her website as well because
2: she has something for everybody. So Lit, Song Lit, will be taking a holiday break and be back on January 18th. Musical clips for
0: this episode were performed by soprano Tony Marie Palmertree, tenor Zachary Dean Smith, and pianist Ellen Rissinger, and recorded at Morningstar Studios
2: in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Purchase information for the scores discussed in this episode are available in the show notes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find this podcast. Episodes drop every first, third, and fifth Thursday of each month. So Lit, Song Lit is a production of Cincinnati Song Initiative. You can learn more about their network of podcasts at cincinnatisonginitiative.org slash podcasts. So Lit, So Lit, reimagining the repertoire. We hope your holidays will be merry
1: and gay. Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional songmaking at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit CincinnatiSongInitiative.org slash audit.